I'm Jacob. I've seen Lost seven times. I'm Jack. I've never seen Lost before. Jack's about to watch all of Lost for the first time. For fuck. Hello there. Welcome to the Lost Boys podcast. With you every step of the way, you have me, Jacob Stolworthy. And me, Jack Shepherd. We are here because we have watched season four, episode six, which is called The Other Woman. Which the other woman is a play on words. Because she was another. And, and she's a woman. And in she's this situation, woman. she is the other woman. Because she's having an affair. Goodwin. Another you, woman. Can you appreciate that clever title? I, very, very clever. Well done to the writers who are. Uh, Drew Goddard and Christina M. Kim. Even though I don't know if they would name the episodes. Well done to Damon and Carlton for naming the episode. Well, no, it could be Drew and Christina. I don't know. Well done to Drew and Christina for perhaps naming the episode. You should really find that out. That's facts we should know. Drew Goddard, who went on to direct Cabin in the Woods and Battle of the El Royale. The El Royale. Um, so this episode is uh, a very season three feeling episode to me, um, probably because it's a very it's a sequel to one of us, which is season three episode sixteen. Also, it features footage from season three. It does indeed, and uh, for me. It's probably one of the weakest of this of this season, um, but for you, Jack, what is it? Probably one of the weakest of the season so okay, far. Hey, fair enough. Um, yeah, it definitely doesn't get weaker than this. So I think for this to be the weaker episode suggests that this is a very good season. Yeah, I mean, this would be this would be an average season three episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not bad. No, it feels more like old lost in that it feels slightly fillery. I guess mm. in places. Mm. Because, you know, the affair Juliet has kind of, we know it's, it adds context, but it's yes. not essential. Mm. And then even mm. what happens in present day, it feels like oh, there's now a threat and then it's resolved without developing anything that's like obvious for the next episode. Yeah, and I think what this episode wanted to do throughout was to make it seem like Daniel and Charlotte were like a big threat. Whereas I always knew that they were never going to be releasing any poison gas. Well, yeah, because we, we have flash forwards where everyone's alive. Well, yeah, but and also just like I always just felt that they were on the side of good. Yeah, I feel like Danny Boy is. Yeah, and Charlotte's just like too obviously bad to be bad. Like she's she's like a bit of a bitch, isn't she? She she is, yeah. <laughs> she's like an angry British woman. A bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was very mean. Well, no, she just is a bit of a bitch, isn't she? Like, I'm not saying it, but she's just like, you know. Sexist. No. <laughs> so my girlfriend would call herself a bitch proudly. <laughs> you know so it's it's something she should be very happy about um, but and I quite like Charlotte so I never really like kind of was into the whole idea that they were bad but then the other thing is Juliet and Ben was a very very big duo um, you know there was a big uh, they were a big part of season three and their relationship and their dynamic so I'm really happy that it's touched upon again in this episode yeah it, it feels it does as I say add some context and so now you it feels like I want to go back and watch the scenes to see go them, back to see them struggling more and knowing that he fancies her and stuff. Well, because you always know, you know, he's not letting her go home, but you think it's because he's like, you've got to stay and finish your research and stop these pregnant women dying. But like you say, we get a bit of context, and he is essentially uh, he's a bit me too with her, isn't he? Yeah, it's very. There's a lot of gaslighting going on. A lot of it. And then you get the contact with Goodwin. I think we, hey, maybe we should just dive into the flashbacks, actually. Let's dive into the flashbacks. So the first scene uh, is actually huge. Huge scene, because Tom is in it. Harper, I'm sorry for the interruption. I know you don't like me busting in, but be able to like see the doc. MC Gainey. He's back. He's back. Tom Friendly appears. Um, and not only does he appear, but he kind of makes us realise that we are watching a flashback as opposed to uh, anything in the future because Jack here was tricked. The wall was pulled over his eyes. I thought it was a flash forward at first. So you were like, Juliet is off the island. Well, they were talking about being a celebrity. Mate, they fooled you. Well, why is she a celebrity? Schooled. Because she's just been brought to the island. Because she's just new. She's new on the island. New body. They did good. I can imagine them thinking, oh, I've got a good idea. Let's like, you Let's know, fool them. Let's, let's fool them, yeah. Let's pretend that she's off the island, but she's actually on the island. Clever. I, yeah, it, it got me. It was nice talking to you, Juliet. Welcome to the island. 
He got you. Um, but then Tom walks in and boom, illusion shattered. She's on the island. And then it's like, whoa, he's got a great tash going on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask him about the tash when I interviewed him and I wish I had now. Yeah, I, I want to know. Was he filming something else? I presume that that kind of seems like a reason. Well, you don't think Mr. Friendly would just like grow a tash? I <laughs> you never know. You never you never know. He's like, well, you make me wear that goddamn fake beard all the time, so maybe I'm just going to grow a tash. Yeah, but if the, he's wearing the fake beard, he would have only been wearing the fake beard after this. Yeah. But he seemed to not like the fake beard, which would imply he doesn't like facial hair. Very true. So it made a Mitch. You know. Oh, continuity error. Conti- <laughs> Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Why oh. didn't they think about the Tash? Oh, no. We have we have stumbled upon a very big continuity it, If we ever speak to Damon about Lost, number one question. So, remember in season four, episode seven, MC Ganey has a moustache. He'd be like, mate, that was season four, episode six. Ah. Uh, Close enough, but not, yeah. Shit, we're six episodes in. I thought we were seven. Six, right, next one's seven. Which makes sense. Yeah, funny. Um, so, yeah, uh, they're on the island and then Ben gives her a house. So this is like directly after she's kind of um, been brought to the island by Richard and Ethan. Um, she's given a house, which, you know, is a big house and she's kind of shocked that it's for her and Ben Ben's like, it's two baths, two, you know. But I'd be like, I don't need two baths. Why are you selling me this house by saying two baths? Because he wants to move in. Uh, he wants to have a little bathe in the other bath. That makes no sense. Also makes no sense. Ethan gets a little name check in this episode, doesn't Ethan he? Ethan does. This is one of the first times when they do like a flashback to the others mm. without Ethan showing up. I feel oh, like no. nearly all the time Ethan's there because oh, no. he's like cheap bod to get in. But then they they just don't get him this time. They don't get him in. And I, I like that because it would have distracted us from the, the, the triangle at hand, you know, the affair I mean, going on. I mean, Mr. Friendly nearly did derail. You yeah. also get a mention for Pickett. Do you remember Pickett? God, no. Which, he, one, which one was Pickett? I, I recognise the name, but I can't. He's the guy who wanted to kill Sawyer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Julia ends up killing him on the beach. Yeah, I do remember picking it now. Um, so, uh, Goodwin and Julia, yeah, like you pointed out, we knew that there was a little thing there. We knew, we've seen them naked with each other. Juliet suggested eating her ice cream just before the plane crashes. Um, but then here we see them meeting. And it's a very nice meet, even though Juliet puts her foot in it. Oh, <laughs> Juliet and I noticed this she does she did this when Ethan and Richard were trying to recruit her um, she kind of says she was going through a bit of a thing at the time and she kind of says something and she she like regrets it in, in season 3 episode 7 and here we are again she 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 uh, she, she slates her therapist who is Harper um, played by Andrea Roth but it's Goodwin's wife and it's kind of awkward but also funny well Goodwin's not even into his wife anyway he's not He's looking to move on. He He's looking, he's looking, and he looks right in the direction of Juliet. And we learn that in another flashback when Ben comes in, he's trying to put his hand up to Juliet. Oh, he's very does a cringy sneaky scene. little hand touch. Like, it's very schoolboy, isn't it? Like, yeah, and it's just so like Ben to be like that around someone that he fancies. Oh, he's so creepy. Yeah, Emerson obviously smashing out the park. But then when Goodwin comes in to offer, I don't know, do you have a donut or cookie or whatever? Oh, when they're having the sandwich debate. The sandwich debate. (laughs) And Ben's face is a picture. I did say this, Junior. I was like, it was very EastEnders drama, wasn't it? It was very like... You described it as, um, (laughs) you said, uh, mate, this is such rogue EastEnders others action going on. Yeah, it is. It was like like a soap opera in the the others camp. For our American listeners or or indeed anywhere anywhere else We've spoken about EastEnders before. You should know what that is. We are not going to give context for that. I'm pretty sure if you listen back to Lost Boys season one, episode 17, you'll get a little EastEnders explainer. If if I had my way, I'd explain it to you now, but he's looking at me, he's glaring at me. No, we can't. um, He's the Ben in this situation. (laughs) I can't. I can't tell you. I'm but, sorry. No, I, th- I just think EastEnders deserves people to go look it up. If you're American and you don't know what it is, like, it's just, I feel like it's a bit, it's just so weird. It's 35 in February. Crikey. It's 35. It's older than us. So, that would have been, a. Uh, so if Lost Episodes had the doof-doofs that EastEnders has, this one would have been a great one, but we'll get onto that later. <laughs> The ending is so Someone good. Someone needs to do that. Put the EastEnders doof doofs onto at Lost. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do that. We'll do that <laughs> right at the end of this podcast. Um, so um, the other thing that we learned from in the flashbacks quite conveniently is that Goodwin's working at somewhere called The Tempest, which is a, um, a hatch 
Another another Dharma station. Another Dharma station. Um, and this one is uh, he, he's trying to basically protect um, the island from uh, I don't know chemical coronavirus and corona- <laughs> yeah I shouldn't laugh but yes <laughs> he's trying to protect the island from coronavirus um, and he's got a big chem- chemical burn on his arm doesn't he so he's doing he's doing kind of like illicit work he's got a corona burn okay. <laughs> We are not going to be. We are not a topical. It's a big topic right now. Yeah, but mate, we're talking about loss, which is not a big topic right I know, now. It, when, when the p- opposite. When people come back and listen to this, they'll be like, "What the hell's coronavirus?" Yeah, hopefully, the whole world won't be wiped out by it. Oh God, mate, we are sealed off in what is a booth. <laughs> like I can't tell you, it feels like we're sat in a dark room, so light isn't working. Yeah, it's a really intimate booth that is sealed off in the outside world. We could open this door and realize we are the only two only people alive. <laughs> This podcast has just been going on so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are going so off topic, which we do in episodes where not much goes on. There, not much goes on in yeah, this Yeah, but, but listen, it's still a good one. Okay, good win. Good, good win. So, keeping they... coronavirus under bay. Didn't do a good job because it's hitting the world right now. <laughs> Moving on. Not funny joke. <laughs> we see um, Juliet and uh, Goodwin having... Um... Sex on the beach. Yeah, they are. But just before that, she go, she's with Harper and, 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 and her therapist. And it's a much more frostier encounter because Harper followed him. How long have you been sleeping with him? But what's interesting about this is we don't know that. We didn't follow or see them. So f- to us, it's a shock when Juliet actually does come clean. You know? Well, we did know because it's a season three episode, we, whatever. Yeah, okay. We knew that they were having a thing, sure. But still shocking to see Juliet lie and then be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I am. Anyway, Harper is worried because... Ben. Exactly. Fancies Juliet. Bit more context. Might get revenge on Goodwin. Which he does. Which he does. So when Juliet voices that to Goodwin, Goodwin's like, what's Ben going to do? And then we see a, a very f- famous season three scene, the opening scene, uh, through Juliet's and Goodwin's and Harper's point of view, where the plane crashes and he immediately sees, sends Goodwin to the tower section. And also just to recontextualize the season three opener. Where mm. she's crying. Yeah. Because obviously she can't get off the island. Yeah. A, well, this puts a weird spin on it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Because A, she's got Goodwin. Mm. So there's kind of goodness. So you'd think maybe she's a bit happier. But B, she's also being manipulated by Ben. But Ben's also out of the book club yeah. at that scene. Yeah. Which C, puts the next scene into a weird light. Because if she's going around for dinner yeah. with the man who she's kicked out of book club or has left book club, yeah. then... You'd be like, well, maybe isn't that? Maybe wouldn't dinner be a bit frostier? Well, she thought it was a dinner party. Firstly, there was going to be more people. Yeah, fair. Point one. Uh, point two. Um, bear in mind, just before the plane crashes, um, she kind of has that moment with Ben where she finds out that he has cancer, and then she's like, "You told me no one could get cancer on this island. Uh, Take me, send me home." And he says no, and they have a massive fight. Yep. You're it's right. a very crazy day for them. Three, well done on remembering the book club line. Thank you. I'm very impressed by that. Um, so, yeah, but but you're asking the right questions. Very good. Goodwin is sent, uh, and then we get a bit of a... You know how in Expose, when we see the crash and Nicky and Paolo are, like, stitched in? Yes. Well, this does a very good job of kind of like making it like, you know, Harper and Juliet having a look and Goodwin looking at Juliet before he goes. It makes me feel like it was real, you know? <laughs> I like that. It did. It felt like, oh, yeah, maybe that did happen. Maybe I should go back and watch and see if that... I mean, it didn't. I mean, no, Harper was not there. <laughs> yeah. Harper was not there. Um, Andrea Roth is the actress, just so you know. Related to Eli Roth? I don't. I doubt it. Or Tim. Or Tim. But no, he was born in New Cross, so no. Oh, Andrew might have been. Anyway, we're, we're really going off <laughs> on tangents. Um, so, lo and behold, like you say, the dinner party that no one else is at, Ben is very excited to have his his jewels with him. He's super excited. And we learn at this stage, you know, Juliet is looking after Zach and Emma, who are the two children from the tower section. You remember them? Yes, I do. Teddy bears. Uh, but Juliet, you know, she says, they're asking for their mum. Maybe we should just, you know, because Ben has the power at this point to probably pack them away on a sub and bring them home. Which, when you think about it, is mad that he's not doing that. And he's got going on about lists and stuff. And if I was Juliet, I would have probably made more of a point of being like, send them home. Yeah. So Juliet, like, what I, what I like about her is, like, as much as I love her, she is, you know, like, kind of complicit in all of this stuff as well. She is at this stage, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. But she's being manipulated and gaslit by Ben. So, you know, she's been given false promises. She's absolutely also just trying to stay on Ben's side so that Goodwin comes home. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Anyway, when she does mention Goodwin, Ben brings up Anna Lucia, doesn't he? He's trying to be like, oh, there's another woman he's interested in, which he is interested in. Yeah, he likes Anna. Do you think he likes Anna like that? Mm. I think he respected Anna Lucia. Yeah, but then she killed him. She did, but because he was getting all weird. But what I love is that Ben dissing Anna Lucia. Each time Ben and Anna Lucia like properly met, they did not have good encounters. And I love how much Ben hated Anna Lucia. <laughs> really had it in for her. <laughs> Even at this early stage. Yeah. Yeah. But what's funny is the whole Anna Lucia and Goodwin and Juliet thing is that Anna Lucia was originally designed to be a love interest for Jack. But then that kind of got brushed under the carpet. You know when they were like, you know, making time together and just yeah, yeah. trying to train their army up and all that. Um, so it kind of yeah, I guess it kind of worked. Goodwin is very much the Jack of the uh, others. Do you reckon? Yeah, playing around. Yeah, <laughs> do you <not> think? <laughs> yeah, he's not got he's not got the he doesn't do as much as Jack. Goodwin doesn't really do fuck all, does he? <laughs> he's like he's too scared to tell his wife. He just pushes a button he's every day. Scared. She's telling him. To, to to because she's worried that if he mentions it it'll cause a thing and Ben will try and kill him in some way pressing a button every day do not cast aspersions Desmond was doing that yep. for three years okay yeah but also Goodwin is just not he's not clever enough to realise that yes Ben is a threat he's like what's Ben gonna do and then he Ben basically kills him yeah I mean yeah <laughs> I'm just saying he doesn't seem like the brightest spark does old Goodwin Hey, he's saving every man, woman, and child on that island by, you know, not flipping the wrong switch. Okay. I'm just saying you could just get, like, you know, one of those the booper things. You know in The Simpsons when Homer Simpson, he just has to press the Y button every day for his job when he gets really fat and he gets this little bird which just presses <laughs> it automatically. It's kind of like that. It's like, could have just done that. Is that the episode where he's like, see, yeah. He's, he gets really fat and yeah. then he goes and fills up, like, the nuclear thing by sitting in it. <laughs> That's what I, I, I've brought up I'm just going to say I brought up that point before For the button Which Desmond was pressing I was like If you just had A couple of them All to do it In the right order Yeah Could have just done that Yeah I think Yeah we'll make a good TV show <laughs> So the, the Flashbacks uh, End dramatically When um, Ju- Well we have an encounter With Ben and Juliet When Juliet's like There's a spinal surgeon On the um, You know On the plane Our boy Jack Our boy Jack Little Did you know that she'd be Smooching that same man Damn. Second kiss, to be fair. Um, and uh, Ben's like a bit morose and like, yeah, I think you should come with me. And then he takes um, Juliet Goodwin's decomposed body with Ooh. the pole coming out of it. Um, gross. Gross, but great acting from both of them in this scene. Goodwin is particularly good, yes. <laughs> Do you know what, Jack? You are. You can be quite funny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you can be quite funny. I mean, yeah. he lies there. I, he, he lies very still. He lies very still. Uh, but Julia, like, she's, she, Elizabeth Mitchell was very, like, she's shocked. She's, she's, like, whimpering. She plays it very well. And Ben. She is very good. Michael Emerson just, like, delivers it with the whole speech of your mind. Your mind. He is very Gollumy. He's Gollumy, isn't he? My yeah. own. Yep. He's good. My life. Um, so, yeah, I um, like that scene a lot. I think that brings the flashbacks to an end uh, in a very dramatic manner. Um, and sets up the next bit well when Juliet says to Jack, which we could touch upon, you know, he get he got to me. He knew how to get to me even though he was like locked up by lock or whatever on the other side of the island. He thinks I'm his. Yeah. You know? The stuff, the main main stuff in the episode, like the, the present day. Yeah. I mean, not you know what I mean. Yeah. But it, it's way more interesting in this episode, isn't it? Way more? Yeah. Than the flashbacks? Yes. I actually prefer the flashbacks. You prefer the flashbacks? Yeah. The fla- but the flashbacks don't do anything for the show as much. Yeah, it's just more time with Juliet and a bit more, like, just a bit of context behind her actions and motivations. Yeah, but then you're also missing that Hurley and Sawyer moment, so I would choose oh, okay. the real time. Okay, sure. Yeah, I just feel like the stuff on the island is very, um, like, there's nothing outstanding apart from that final scene, sure. Um, but the whole Lock and Ben stuff and the Juliet... It, it does feel very old school and I feel like we're past it a little bit now. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so Juliet um, and uh, Jack, son and Jin, go off into the jungle uh, to find Daniel and Charlotte who have absconded. Um, and as they leave, it starts raining shitloads. Um, and Juliet hears the whispers and comes across <laughs> therapist, Harper. 
um, who says to Juliet that a few things. Do you remember what? She says, Ben wants you to kill them because they're going to the Tempest to kill everyone. And she also said, Ben is exactly where he wants to be. Ah, uh, yeah. Interesting. Which is what Mole said to uh, uh, Saeed, I think. And it's proving true. And it's pro- no, to, to Kate, you said it. Uh, and it's proving true. Uh, even though Miles, as far as we know, still got a grenade in his mouth. <laughs> in, oh, God, yeah. yeah. Miles has been sitting there for a long time. Yeah, Miles is chowing down on the uh, grenades. Speaking of what, we have some good Claire action, though. Yeah, well, we'll get to that side of the island very soon. Okay. You're jumping around, mate. I'm jumping around. Right, whispers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, this scene, um, they film this scene for hours and hours and hours in the middle of the night. And they use industrial sprinklers for the rain. And and Elizabeth Mitchell actually said that this was her, the, one of her most intense experiences on the show, filming the scene. Okay. Mm. Doesn't seem as intense as some other scenes. I know, but you know, maybe it was just a late night for her. Maybe it was just some other shit going on in her life. Maybe it was just really cold. Maybe it was cold. Those sprinklers. And you know, they're not wearing... Much. Yeah, like they're not wearing coats or anything. Um, yeah. Also, Mitchell said a few. Elizabeth Mitchell said a few things about this. Um, she she actually liked she liked that it, her relationship with Goodwin paralleled Sun's affair, and she said to Sun in the previous season three episode, "We all make mistakes," which links to the fact that she you know all herself had an affair. But she also likes that uh, she uh, saw behind the fact that Juliet is a human being who is struggling to live and have a life that makes sense to her in a completely new location. On the island. Hmm. I like it. I'm sure she got the script and she thought, I like this. I hope so. Yeah. Um, she didn't think that Juliet was too surprised that Ben had romantic feelings for her. But it was horrifying under the circumstances because of Goodwin. And Michael Emerson, who plays Benjamin Linus, uh, compared, uh, they both compared him to a 12-year-old boy throwing attention, which is very correct. That is correct. He does seem like that. Um, so yeah, I think that the uh, opening scene is very good. Harper, I like when a new character comes into the fold and I thought she was uh, a bit of an apparition of the smoke monster until Jack sees her as well. Jack does see her as well. How am I supposed to stop them? By pointing the gun and pulling the trigger. Hey! Who are you? I'm an old friend of Juliet's. I just told her where the people you're looking for are headed. Maybe you and your gun can go too. And then she disappears. Yeah. So it brings into the fold, back into the fold, you know, twice twice this episode just happens. The others are kind of still around, but they're keeping themselves to themselves. Haunting the island. Yeah, because at one point Ben says, if my people wanted me, they would have stormed this camp long ago. So the others are still out there, you know? Yeah. I kind of like that thought. The others, because they were such a big big force in the first few seasons, or well, under third, but like as a mysterious entity on the island, that this is kind of doing a, it's kind of trying to put that back together a little bit. I'm trying to think where the last time we saw them all as like a group. Oh, it would have been in um, season three when they were like traveling around when Ben was with them. Yeah, yeah. Richard Alpert was there. And then how did Ben get captured? I can't remember. He he left with Alex and um, he said, I'm going to talk them out of calling the boat. Ah. And then Jack beat him up and then boom, prisoner. the boat. Yeah. yeah. Well, so they are still out. I thought she also still might be some weird apparition. Do you something. think? But no, I don't think she's now. The writers have actually, they actually ruled that out. Did they? Yeah. Uh, okay. Because a lot of people were saying it. She was very sneaky. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She left, boom, gone. Do you yeah. know, in her uh, office, in the background, a picture, you see the, the Hanso Foundation logo. Ooh. Yeah, which is obviously Alva Hanso and Hanso Foundation Ocean produces the Dharma Initiative videos. Nice. Yeah, nice little little thing there. Um, so, uh, oh, another thing that Harper touches upon is she says to Juliet, uh, what do you think of Ben? Ben says... What do you think about Ben? Yeah, I like him. He's whoever. He's, he treats me nice, whatever. And she says, "Of course he does. You look just like her." And Juliet's like, "What? Some woman he's been with?" Interesting though. Yeah, I did pick up on that. And also, do you remember that Jack kind of was Ben said to Jack that Juliet bared a resemblance to Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. She Obviously, just looks like a lot of people. But just like playing upon it, maybe Ben and Sarah had a thing. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that is not happening. That'd be a hell of a twist, wouldn't it? I was with your wife the whole time. <laughs> I'd be such a twist. Jack dun, would be dun, furious. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Daniel and Charlotte uh, are on their way to the Tempest. Come across Kate. They're lying to Kate. Charlotte pistol whips Kate. Um, Knocks a dead. The island feels very small when people just randomly bump into each other, but it happens all the time. I'm over it. Yeah, it's not that bad. I don't. I don't think it, it stretches the. You know, it is. I mean, they Kate could be literally anywhere on the island, going back from the others' camp. Yeah, and she bumps into them. Yeah, it, strange things have happened. Okay, it's okay. We'll move on. It's just it does make it feel small, doesn't it? Come on. Yeah, fair enough. Rebecca Maida loved who plays Charlotte. She loved the scene where she knocked out Kate. Um, and she called it the pinnacle of her career as a joke, but she loved it. Yeah, and uh, she actually in in I hope this wasn't I hope this was a joke. She actually said that she thought this episode was even better than the constant. Um. Okay. Would would disagree. <laughs> Strong disagree, Rebecca. Strong disagree. <laughs> um. I find it interesting that Charlotte and Co. They know that Ben. Killed everyone in the perch. Yeah, I find that quite interesting, and I also like that we kind of now get the context behind that ha- how that happened mm. because we don't see it. We see Ben kill his dad, but then when he gets back, everyone's in gas masks and everyone's dead. Yeah. So obviously the tempest was used in that situation. Yeah, little little perch, little Noah's Ark perch. So the other thing to think about is Ben was going to kill everyone on the island. Was he though? Well, why was that? Why was that going to go off? Yeah, I guess that's his his last. He says at one point in this, doesn't he? He's just like that was my last chip or something, mm. my last thing I could gamble. And I guess it wasn't. I guess the tempest maybe was. Yeah, and, and he was willing to obviously willing to die. I guess. I don't think was he. It's mad though. It's a weird thing. I guess he would rather kill everyone than they discover the island. Yeah, because as he explains later, he. You know, Charles Widmore is trying to exploit it. Twist. Yeah, was that a big moment for you? It was quite a big moment. So did you never did you never suspect that Charles Widmore was the man behind the boat? No. Okay. I did not think that. That's interesting, because I always thought that. Why? Because he's such a big character that they've kind of threaded in as this big, like, kind of corporation man that I think he'd be the perfect adversary for, for uh, Ben. He is, and I, I, I see it more now, but it does, I don't know. It, it, again, it makes the world feel a bit smaller somehow. Yeah, but that's good, though. It's like more manageable, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it technically is kind of Penny's boat then. <laughs> She's got a stake in it. It's Penny's dad's boat. It's Penny's dad's boat. But Charlie, he didn't have a lot of time to kind of... Get the nuances of it out Yeah, there. you know. Not Penny's boat, but Penny's dad's boat. <laughs> On the other hand, <laughs> yeah. boom. <laughs> Penny's dad's boat he could have just said Penny's dad's boat but yeah. then everyone would have been like oh we need to go Widmore actually Desmond then would have been like no, no he's annoying Widmore has been threaded in the show for a long time now you know the yeah. first mention we get of him is well, is in a son's pregnancy test in season 2 episode 16 and the first time we see him is the, the season 2 premiere so he's you know been around they had plans for him you know is he the big bad then of the show uh, Somehow, well, unless Ben isn't, you know, who knows? Who's right? Who's wrong? I mean, he is a dick, and it brings Desmond more into the fold, which I'm a big fan of. There you go. So, when you think about it, Widmore has been in this show for almost as long as Ben, just less. He's been in it way less. Yeah, been in it less, but was introduced two episodes after his name was anyway. After Ben was first introduced. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying it's 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 a good it's a good moment, good good idea to thread him in. He'll be so angry when he finds out that Desmond found the island first. Before him. So, I... The whole Locke and Ben stuff on the island is very good because Claire first approaches Locke, who is now killing those rabbits. Um, he just looks like kind of mad when he's killing animals, doesn't he? Yeah, and as I pointed out to you during it, he's wearing a white shirt. <laughs> and his white shirt is very clean. He does have a washing machine now. And remains very clean. Not only does he have a washing machine, we now know how the island's electricity is powered. The Tempest. The te- yeah, we don't... How? How in the Tempest, though? Wait, do we need specifics? 
Mm, maybe. Do we need ins and outs? Hmm. So, just I just got a message yeah. from Sophie being like, just saw Big Nasty in Picture House Central. Big Nasty. Do you reckon he movies Lost Fan? <laughs> I want live updates. Big Nasty Lost Fan. <laughs> um, so, uh, Claire, voices concern. Can yes. you discuss because you like this scene a lot? I, I like Claire taking the initiative and being like, tell me what's going on, Locke. I told you Claire's had it got, got a better season. Yeah, she that's a good Claire moment. One of one of the only moments where Claire's just been like, no, I want to know. And also, she just says like, she 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 makes a few good points. You like killed one, we took them hostage, Ben shot one. You know, I'm quite nice. Maybe I should speak to Miles. Yeah. Find out whose boat it is, you know. Conveniently, Ben is very willing to just tell Ben Locke whose boat it is. Um, and he shows him a videotape behind a picture in a safe. Red Sox. Red Sox, which is obviously the tape he showed. Jack. But he taped over the game. I taped over the game. It's for this. So he sent an operative to kind of go after Widmore. He gets caught and Widmore... Beats him up as Ben is explaining that he's a very bad man. And that, you know, if the world found out that Locke could now walk, having not been able to before the crash, people would come to flip in the island like it's Lourdes or another religious retreat place. Yeah. Where a miracle has happened. We think about that, it would be completely popularized. Like Jerusalem. Yeah, tourists would come from afar, wouldn't they? Like Leicester Square. (laughs) Like the MM store in Leicester Square. Only, I, I only not as bad. I'd like to say, I don't know what the fuck people go to the M&M store for. I know they go for M&M's, but I don't know why that's a British thing. Okay, I'm glad you corrected But like, like why, why? Why why, do people do that? I would much rather go to Tesco and buy a packet of M&M's. Way cheaper. Way cheaper. But why do people do it? Like, smelly and... Why is it a tourist thing? And why are M&M's a British tourist thing? No. But with that shop actually... like Because I love the smell of chocolate, but that chocolate smells so strong. I... On behalf of Britain, we don't know what that is. We don't know what the point in an M&M store is in Leicester Square. Just go somewhere else, which is actually nice. Yeah, but I've been in there. Yeah, it's not not remarkable, though, is it? Yeah, I guess. It's very American, actually. Yeah. In there. Yeah, it is American, but that's fine. I, I like that. Lost is American. I love that. Okay, I'm just saying if you if you're if you would if you were a tourist and you went there, you'd be and you got that as the impression of like something that's big in England. Wrong. That's true. Can I just use this podcast as an opportunity to, to say something? I just did as well. So okay, go, yeah, on. But, go on. As in for like, if uh, for a British thing that I would like to become big in America is uh, the TV show Inside Number Nine. Ah, oh, big show. Yeah, yeah, great show. So I just want to say that if there's anyone out there who wants a recommendation of a British show they might not know about, check out Inside Number Nine, which is like an anthology series, which is really good. Uh, written by two guys who are called Steve Pemberton and Rishi Smith. If if you know them and I'm insulting your intelligence, sorry. But if you don't check it out, it's like better than Black Mirror. And check out Jacob's interview with and, with the with the creators. No, we don't mention that because this was not me kind of. Yeah, but you did interview that. them. I did, I did. And Ooh, I did say look to them, at that. I want people in America to catch on because I think they would lap it up. Good. So inside inside number nine. Each episode is set inside. Yeah, we know. Okay. Um, so not a number though, is it? No, but <laughs> you know what it is. Number watch. Number watch time. When Ben asks Locke if the rabbit he killed for dinner had a number on it, you spoke over that line. You didn't hear it. I didn't hear that. You went. Did this? Barney didn't have a number on it, did it? It was. He was thinking about the the rabbit that he. Yeah, no, the one he shook in front of, yeah. yeah. Shook, which had the number eight on it. That's a former number watch. Oh, yeah, that's not in this. And um, when Daniel was attempting to use Telnet to connect to and control the machine in the Tempest, the letters and the number TMPST4 is on the screen. Four. Number watch. There was one I spotted during the episode. What? There was one, someone said it was like, they were reading out a number and it was like 36, 15. 22. Yeah, yeah, it was the um uh the safe combination. Yeah, that's it. was using there. Uh, well done. Thank you. Number what? Was that was that on your notes? Yes, it's on my notes. Oh, fine. Yeah. Valve BC22 is being set using the computer in a tempest. BC22 I worked out 
when converted from a hexadecimal number to a decimal number, gives 48162. 48,162. Did you, you knew that? You worked that out? You implied you worked that out. I worked that out. You don't do maths, so I know that's a lie. (laughs) I didn't work it out. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't go to Oxford, remember? Um, The. (laughs) What? (laughs) Nothing. Uh, The Tempest. Yeah. There's a play written by William Shakespeare in 1610. Stretch. That's a stretch, that one. Uh, apparently, you can actually see the Tempest on the blast door stage, uh, map that Locke saw when he was in the hat. appeared on the wall. Wow. Yeah. Big old reference. Call back. So that's today's number watch. I hope you enjoyed the edition of that. Um, <laughs> I did. I did. I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> So when uh, Juliet storms off into the, uh, storms off after Kate uh, comes across Jack, um, she goes into Tempest and she tries to stop Daniel from doing what he's doing. And then Daniel sh- shock horror goes, "I'm trying to stop it." And then Charlotte comes on over and they have a fight. And then, and then Charlotte's like, "Ben is going to kill everyone. Let us do it." Um, what do you think of that scene? You were very. You were actually very quiet during all of this. What do you think that means? I don't think you liked it. No, I didn't really. It wasn't doing much for me. I don't know. It kind of like... The moment they said actually we're trying to help, it fell a bit flat. Yeah, because they were always clearly trying to help. Yeah, I know, but it was like, oh... It would have been... It almost would have been more of a twist if they were actually trying to kill everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it would have been... That would have been way more fun. And yeah. so I was slightly disappointed. I wanted, to, I, when it started raining, I was just getting flashbacks to when Shannon died. Mm. And I was like, oh shit, they're going to kill Juliet. Because last episode we were saying how Juliet, I wasn't sure like where her character could go and stuff like this. Mm. And then this episode, it felt like the flashbacks were a bit like, oh, we're doing flashbacks, which implies like there's not much place for her character to go. Mm. And then even the stuff on the island, it was like, you can imagine her sacrificing herself to like save everyone. Yeah. And so it felt like it was building to that. And then when it when this fight happened, it just felt a bit like it was like, oh, it got so close and then oh nothing happened. And it was a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean it would have been trash if Juliet died in this episode. That would have been just awful, wouldn't it? Um Yeah. It would have been awful. Um but I this is why I prefer the flashback stuff in this episode because I do think the iron stuff falls a bit flat. And also there's a lot of more interesting stuff going on elsewhere, a.k.a. the freighter. I want to get back to that. Yeah. I like Locke and Ben, though. That's the thing. Locke and Ben's good. You like those scenes, didn't you? Yeah, I thought they were really good. This stuff I thought was less good. Yeah. But but then we get a good smooch. Okay, talk us through. Go. (laughs) Kate. She doesn't believe them. She doesn't believe they're trying to help. And so she goes off and Jack's like, I'm staying behind. Because I see... Because they were clearly never going to hurt us all along. Yeah. yeah. And he... Yeah, he he knew. We all knew. <laughs> Kate, I don't know. Well, she got a whack on the head, to be fair. Kate, we I think we're slowly realising that Kate is less and less intelligent than we give her credit for. Mate, like, she is tracking better than you could track, ever. Yeah, but also, she does some really stupid shit. Well, she bends down with her back to Charlotte. Yeah, like, yeah. she was obviously going to get whacked over the yeah, head. Yeah, I just think... <laughs> I always think that. I'm like, Kate, that is... Mm, you wouldn't do that. That's like grade A, like, like, ah, oh, TV villain. Yeah. Oh, boom, whack over the head. Also, oh, no. Does she have a gun on her, Kate? I'm pretty sure. Sh- yeah, she points it at them, doesn't she? No, she has it pointed at her. Oh, yeah. So when she's being all like, hmm, mind if I look in? So what are you hoping to achieve here? You've She's got the weapon. Yeah. 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 The whole thing's a bit silly. Yeah, if she was really worried about them killing everyone... She wouldn't yeah. bend down in front of. Sh- I don't know. I did. I've. I've. Kate wasn't very well written this episode. Let's yeah. put it that way. And to the person who accuses us of being critical about loss, I am only ever lovingly critical. I love it. This is like I. I love it. So when I say that, I, I'm saying it with love. Yeah, but I think it's fair to be critical of something. Even you can still enjoy it. It doesn't mean it's yeah. like like every. You know, there are only humans who are writing this. Yeah, like there are some Beatles songs that aren't great. Yeah, but I love them. Yeah. Like a wild honey pie. Anyone else did that song? I would, I would call it. I would call it shit. Jacob's annoying the whole time, but I still love him. Uh, <laughs> sweet. But yeah, it's um, it's a good smooch though. At the end, I thought they were going to yes. smooch slightly earlier in the episode. Cause they're so, building it up, aren't they? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it happens, you're like, 
Yeah, Jack. But then I was like, you know, you're doing this behind Kate's back. <laughs> oh, she literally had a smooch of soya days before. This episode takes place on Christmas Day, by the way. This is <laughs> Christmas kiss with Jack and Juliet. This is a shit Christmas Day. <laughs> Just in general. Like, you want to be having presents under the tree. I know. Turkey. Yeah, you do want that. You don't want to be chasing Daniel Faraday across oh. the island. It's Aaron's first Christmas. Oh, yeah. He didn't get any presents. Where's Locke? He used to bloody make Claire birthday presents. He didn't get anything for Aaron for Christmas. Well, maybe that was what the rabbit was for. I don't think it was for. He gave it to Ben, didn't he? Yeah, but there were a couple of rabbits. Jeez. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Um, so, you know, everyone else calls him Jacket, but you call him Juliac. You're feeling Juliac? I'm feeling Juliac. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I like the two of them a lot. I like that Julia is quite clearly alone and she feels isolated and she feels like Ben, she has this like kind of Ben spectre hanging over her. Yes. Uh, but Jack's like, mm, let him come find you because I'll bloody cane him. Yeah. I'll punch him again. Um, yeah. Okay. The kiss. I don't feel it myself, but sure. Fair enough. Yeah. I like the music in that moment. Chiquino does a very good job. Chiquino. Absolutely smashes it. Um, you know that area where the tempest is there and it's got like the wave the Tempest Wave symbol in the, in the Dharma logo. Um, there was a website back in the day called Dark UFO who um, confirmed that like this structure uh, with these leaked images from the set. And there were loads of like remnants of like what looked like dinosaur bones. Everyone was like, oh my God, they're introducing dinosaurs into Lost. It was like an actual theory. Then it didn't happen here. Turned out it was just uh, where, they used to, where they actually filmed Jurassic Park back in the day and they just haven't removed some Oh, really? Bones. That's cool. Yeah. That's funny. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is very Jurassic Parky, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you can imagine it there, but a yeah. film in there in Hawaii. Dun, 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 so, um, yeah. Edward Kitsis said that his favourite moment, he was a producer on us, uh, his favourite moment of the episode was the final scene when Hurley and Surya are playing horse, um, horseshoe. And... Uh, this is one of my favourite lost moments as well. So I, was, be. Well, I think we should praise this episode this episode for this moment um and i want to just use this moment to shout out to my friend demi 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 michalakis who is a lost lost fan of old a friend good friend of old uh who every now and then will just text me see you guys at dinner ben liner's on top form he yeah it's a classic lost moment i don't know what i like about it more the fact that he's just like hours before he was like locked up with no chance getting out and all of a sudden he's like got fresh linen and he looks so happy about it as he's well so happy or the fact that he knows they're going to be shocked and he's like I can't wait for this <laughs> and he's walking and he just when he said, they say what the hell and he just says see you guys at dinner not only is he walking fresh linen and he's freeze they got to sit and have dinner with him they just presumptuous I, I love the look on their face Sawyer and Hurley just oh flabbergasted it's, it's so good it's so good <laughs> see you guys at dinner but also just to cut from all of the dramatic stuff that's been going on to Hurley and Sawyer just having a it's like meanwhile this is like it's a it's a classic Ben Linus finishing like end of ep quote isn't it like, like the, the one see uh, you guys got any milk yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it's like that because uh, he's just he's a villain and so whenever he says something <laughs> that's like nice and normal it's just like Oh, yeah, creepy. It is funny. But it's like how he is a master manipulator. Juliet says there's a war and he's going to win. What do you think? Well, he get he's got to get somewhere because he, he eventually hires Saeed as like a personal assassin. So true. true. Yeah. In the war against Widmore. The war against Widmore. The Widwar. The Widowar. <laughs> um, who the fuck's Jacob? <sighs> That's what I want to know. That's another season's question. Why isn't Locke asking? Locke's like, I've got one question. No, I have so many questions. Locke, you... I thought he was going to ask about the smoke monster. <laughs> Again, yeah. Again. Imagine if he just... Uh, he, every time this season when he says, I've got one more question for you. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> just God. tell me. Come on. What is it? <laughs> Stop playing around, Ben. <laughs> tell me what Smokey is. No, he just wants to know who the, who the spy on the boat is. Uh, yeah. To be fair, good question to ask. You might want to sit down. You might want to sit down. Well, Take he obviously tells him. Well, yeah, because he's then released. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. What's your prediction for next week? We're down to the, you know, good episodes. I reckon we're going back on the freighter. 
Okay. But I reckon it won't be anyone on the Fraser's flashback. It'll be someone on the island. Mm. I, I think I said gin last week. Mm. I'm going to say gin again. You said sun and gin last week. Well, I re- yeah, it'll be one of those two. Okay. And you're predicting flashback? No, flash... Mm. Flash forward. And I reckon um, the, 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 the baldy man, what's his name? Lex Luthor, but... Oh, Jay Lee. Jay Lee. Yeah. He'll be back. Well, if it's in the future, he can't be because he died. I reckon... He killed himself. He did, yeah. He, he, okay, he won't he, be back then. That'd be a hell of a twist. Time-travelling Jay Lee. <laughs> Turns out he's the, he's the key to spin-off. all of this. Oh, I would watch that spin-off as well. <laughs> I would. Um, well, okay, maybe he's not in it. Maybe it's like dad's in it. Something, there's got to be some something for the, the <laughs> affair. What some... I'll say is this. If it is a flash forward. Okay. Okay, I, 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 what I do is I say this. Thinking at the time what I wanted when I was you and watching it for the first time. I was hoping that if there was ever a flash forward involving Sun and Jin, that Mr. Paik is in it. Ah, oh, Mr. Paik. Because seeing future Mr. Paik is more exciting to me than seeing future Sun and Jin. I want to see future Paik versus Widmore. Ah. That is the showdown I'm What would you have done for? if it was Mr. Paik's boat? Oh my God, I would have been, that would, that would have been so exciting. <laughs> you have no idea how much more excited I would have been. They missed a trick, really. They missed they? the trick. That would have been insane. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just getting, <laughs> I'm getting images of Byron Chung, the actor, just getting out of that car and you being like, what? <laughs> I, I, like the deep cut there would have just been like, woohoo. <laughs> oh. I really, really, really think for the first time ever in my life that they got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wrong evil dad. Oh. <laughs> Oh God! This podcast has been us laughing and talking about <laughs> mental stuff. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm very sorry. I think all our recent podcasts have been a bit like this. Yeah, At so least we, I'm not we, doing an Aaron impression this time. <laughs> so we're sorry if it's been a bit mad, but we've been having fun, and you're enjoying season four a lot. I am enjoying season four a lot. So before we go on to further predictions for next week, so I want one crazy prediction because we haven't done that in a while. I want heroes and villains of the week. Um, now, let's start with um, villain Ben. Ben's your villain of the week. Well, yeah, because he's manipulating everyone. He's manipulating Juliet a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not not here for that. Oh, shit. Yeah, it is Ben, because he sends Goodwin out. Yeah. He, he does everything he's bad. He's me too. Yeah, bad Ben. Bad Ben. Um, hero. Oh, hero. Okay, there, there are a couple of options. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, Daniel Faraday. Well, he does save everyone on the island. Saves everyone on the island. Yes. Um... Then you've got. I I said a couple of options, didn't I? Now well, I'm now I'm lacking. Well, Juliet. I mean, yeah. She, she was thinking that he wasn't going to do that and wanted to was willing to kill him. Yeah. You know. Uh, Sawyer and Hurley for just getting on, getting on, getting on. Big fan of that. Tom. Mister Friendly. Nah, he can't be hero. I I could say he that. doesn't really do anything heroic. I reckon Daniel Faraday. Hero. You think Daniel Faraday? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to give it to Claire because I can't see her getting Hero of the Week again. And I like that she stood up to Locke and did something about it. I thought I'd see the bloody day that you gave Claire Hero of the Week. Yeah, I, you know, I feel I've like... i her once. When? In season three, episode 12. What'd she do Also then? written by Christina Kim. Um, she, one of the, with the seagulls. Oh, yeah. I said she was being very proactive. And it was a very good idea, better than anyone else's ideas. And yeah, she has a good idea in this one as well. Though. Yeah, she's clever girl. Sound out right. She's a clever girl. Why can't you see that? I d- I do. You're the one who hates her. I don't. I I do not like her. That's true. <laughs> I just remembered. I don't like her so much. I I I'm hoping because I think Daniel Faraday will have. I think his moment will come later. Okay. So I'm going to give it for, to now, for now to Claire. Okay, I'm going to go for Daniel because li- literally if he didn't do what he did, everyone would die. So That is true. Um, so for me, it's Daniel. I can't really refute that. I think he could have explained it to Jack before they mysteriously left. Yes. Just going to say, put that out there. Could have said something. Very, uh, oh yeah, the whole time could have said something. Yeah. But they were like assuming they wouldn't believe him. But just be like, come with me, I've got something to do. 
Yeah, you could have just been like lads. Yeah, it's interesting. They knew how to go that. They had to be there at that time. Yeah, interesting. Um, line of the week. Um, oh, that's probably why Ben is like giving info to John Locke because he knows like, oh, everyone should be dead right now and they're not. So I guess I'll actually have to do the backup plan. Mm. Good point. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. Does he know what time it is? I don't know. Um, I vote the best line of the episode is um, when Juliet says, it's very stressful being another Jack. I Good I mean, line. the best line of the episode is the last line well, of yeah, the episode, you really. Okay, then you're right. <laughs> um, so next week, uh, episode seven, we are halfway through this season. Shit. Uh, it's a good one. I, I, I like all of them now. Um, but I want a prediction. Crazy prediction of the week. Crazy prediction. Um, I think we'll find out who our man on the boat is. Oh, okay. There you go. Cool. Um, it's not that crazy prediction. Really. No, I think they've teed up. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so it's not a crazy prediction. Yeah, it's a prediction, but it's not a crazy one. I don't have any crazy predictions, though. I only make sound predictions. Okay, fair enough. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, my name is um, Jacob Stolworthy, and he's is Jack Shepard. Uh, on is Twitter, it? you can find us at Lost Boys Pods. Ooh. What are you on? Jack J. Shepard. What are you on? Jacob underscore Stoll, S T O L. Um, and I always worry us. that people tune out at this point because they're like, oh, we know your Twitter handles and stuff. And then they miss like half our good shit. I know. Like if you if you skipped, I mean, I if they skipped it before, they're definitely skipping it now. Yeah. But about two episodes ago, there was just the dumbest outro we've ever done <laughs> with me doing an impression of oh, baby Aaron. I do laugh about this to myself a lot. It was It was the dumbest thing we've ever done. And yeah. We will never win awards for this podcast because of that. No, never ever. But we don't mind. We're just here for you guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, spread the love. Um, hope you're happy that we're still doing this week uh, every week, like we said we would. And, and sign us off, Jacob. I am Aaron. <laughs> How'd you get so damn good at horseshoes? I don't know. Guess I'm just lucky. What the hell are you doing out? See you guys at dinner. <laughs> <laughs>